Hello and welcome to Virtual Team Dynamics, the All Fire podcast. My name is Francis Norman. I'm the founder and principal consultant here at All Fire. We specialise in helping organisations get the most from their virtual teams through helping them understand how their team members interact and how the impact of interpersonal communications impacts their uh, interactions um, during the life of their projects and in the establishment and setup of their teams. This episode is episode number two and we're going to be discussing some of the challenges associated with managing virtual teams where there are multiple languages spoken by team members. Team, the languages of teams is a, is a very interesting space to start to get involved in. There are so many layers and nuances and subtleties associated with it. On the surface, it seems fairly simple. You have a, couple, you have a common language and then beneath those common languages you will have the languages, the home languages, the first languages and first tongues of many of the people within your project. But as you start to dig a little bit deeper, it starts to get a bit more complex. The issues like how does the language impact the way people have confidence in meetings? You'll find meetings where if the language of most of the participants is their first language and that language is the project language, then those people will feel far more comfortable expressing themselves in the meetings. Uh, whereas someone who may be a little uncomfortable in their ho- in the language of the project, they may well just sit um, sit quietly in a corner, feeling not confident to express themselves. And the risk there is that those people may be the ones who have some of the most useful and um, and meaningful insights into some of the issues within your project team. And yet, because they feel uncomfortable expressing themselves, those those views and those experiences just may never actually come across. So the the person leading these meetings, leading these um, these groups, needs to be very very aware that the that these people are not sitting quietly because they have nothing to say. They may well be sitting quietly simply because they just feel uncomfortable expressing themselves. The next area where the language can become a barrier is when you get into written correspondence within within a virtual team and many many virtual teams rely heavily on email and other forms of written correspondence again someone whose second language may be the project language or their third or fourth language even may be the project language they may find it harder to express themselves when they're writing so they may not write so much equally they may suffer, well, suffer is probably a bit of an exaggeration, but they may have instances where they simply don't understand nuances, subtleties, um, some of the little inflections and so forth that, that someone who uses the first lang- their first language as the project language would take for granted. So again, you need to be really careful when writing and reading emails and reading written correspondence to make sure that it's not just written to cater to the people of the first language within the project, but that it also caters and meets the needs of everybody within that within that project. In some instances, it may even mean that you need an interpreter, someone who can sit with some of the personnel, some of the key personnel, and just deal with any of these little subtleties and little um, strange terms that may appear from time to time within written correspondence. Next, you get to the other form of written documentation within many, many projects, and that is the project documentation itself. 
um, it's quite easy sometimes to assume that the that just because the project has a common language and everything is to be written in that language that everybody will automatically be comfortable working in that language. Again, reality is that there may well be um, numbers of people within the job, within the project, within the team who uh, have no language skills in the language of the project but are just tasked with, with writing, drawing or whatever using that language and for them it's just a case of working with what for what you may consider as hieroglyphs they may not really understand the characters that they're putting down they just put them down in the order that someone else has given them this can be a huge uh, complication in in projects where you've got data intensive drawings uh, documentation um, uh, computer screens with with complex diagrams and so forth the people that are doing the drawings, the people that are writing the text within all of this documentation, they need to be so cognizant of the, of the language that they're writing and the people that do the checking also need to be very sympathetic towards the people that are doing the, um, the input of this data because they're working in a, in a language which could be completely alien to them and they may very, very well suffer from, from, a, from just, again, that same lack of confidence that those who were required to speak in these languages would, would face. So the checking and the approval and the, and the overall quality control on documentation needs to be very, very carefully managed to make sure that the final product is, um, is as accurate and as meaningful in the language in which it's intended to be read as is possible. So projects and virtual teams who are working cross-language like this, they need to take a lot more care than they would do were they working in a single language environment. So some of the ways around dealing with some of these issues, um, yes, absolutely, you need to be very, very cognizant of the breadth lang of languages used within your virtual team and also aware of the language skills that are held by various people within that team. Typically professionals will have second or third languages if they've been if they've been educated in a second or a third language and they they will be the ones who will do a lot of the verbal communication but often when you get down to the people who are doing the the, uh, the hands-on implementation of whatever that work may be that second or third language just may not be their language so you need to be very very cognizant of their linguistic skills make sure that standards and key documents are translated into the main languages that are spoken and not just distributed within the language of the project there are times when people will need to understand a standard but they may not necessarily need to work in that language so they need to be able to have access to the written words and the standards in the language that they read but translated in a careful way so that they have a full understanding of the intent behind those standards. Employ interpreters if necessary. Having an interpreter or having someone within the team who has some of their time available to spend doing language uh, support for their for their colleagues can be a vital part of making sure that when the job is all put together the the language and the written documentation is as clear and as accurate and as precise as it needs to be sometimes interpreters can be um, can be specializing within a particular technical field others will just be simply somebody who has really strong linguistic skills right across the base um, so find the appropriate interpreter for what you need or a suite of interpreters if necessary
provide some language training for people, make them comfortable so that when they are in meetings with others that they have the opportunities to, to practice their language and feel that they can do it in a, in a, in a safe way. Um, so yes, and then make sure electronically mediated meetings, so telephone conferences and so forth, make it comfortable for the people who don't speak that second or third language where it's the project language so that they can be so they can engage and they can share their experiences and they can share their input into the project and be as valuable in the team as they as they need to be to uh, to make sure that things get done properly so i hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, that this you've got something from it please do feel f- please do feel free to check us out at www.ulfire.com.au Um, Subscribe to the podcast and uh, feel free also to subscribe to our newsletter from the website to be kept up to date with, with developments as they come along. Thank you very much.